0: This is Kitchen Radio and my name is Rita Catoni. My co-host today is one of my favourite event co-hosts and that's Donna O'Brien. Welcome Donna. Thank you. Donna, would you like to back announce that opening track?
1: Yes, I selected that one. It's a real family favourite. Within our family there's been a long, proud history of attending shows all across Australia, whether that be Brisbane or Bendigo, Tennant Creek, Darwin and back in the day we had many family members who joined in the tent boxing. I think oh has killed that as a part of the show. So, Is that why there's no tent boxing? I would say the medical profession perhaps has said, no, that's not a great idea. Look, I think it was a great spectacle. I think it would have brought a lot of people to the show. And I wonder, perhaps if it might be a great idea to reinvigorate the Alice
0: Springs show, I don't know. But they had, they had boxing at the Alice Springs show until recently. Yeah. Yeah. But oh, I didn't see it at all today. So, no. So for listeners out there, in case you haven't guessed, we're talking about the Alice Springs show. Yes. And this is a pre-record and both Donna and I have spent the day at the Alice Springs show on the Friday. And if you're listening to this on Saturday, like today, which will be tomorrow, you've still got a couple, couple more hours to, to actually get to the show. But there won't be any tent boxing, unfortunately. No. Probably fireworks later in the evening. Look Donna, both you and I love the Alice Springs show, love shows. Obviously yeah. it's a big thing in your family and for, for me I grew up in rural Queensland and the show was the biggest event of the year and ironically the uh, show for Ingham, which is where I grew up, is the same day as the Alice Springs show. Ah, yeah. so you couldn't do both? I
1: couldn't do both, no. No, I look for my children growing up in Alice Springs, absolutely the show was the biggest thing and we would go out over the week or two beforehand every day and look at the showgrounds from the service road and see to start to take shape. And to be honest, I was just as excited as the children.
0: You know, I can remember being a child at school and seeing, in fact, seeing the Ferris wheel start to grow because you could see it from the, the school I grew up and actually doing like drawing classes at school and everybody, you know, did a picture of the Ferris wheel.
1: Yes, yeah.
0: And I remember for the two of us, when
1: our children were first of all going through there, you'd take them in for a teacup ride, jumping castle, and then there was that really fraught decision that we had to make when were they old enough
0: to be allowed into Sideshow Alley by themselves? Well, I thought it was when are they allowed to go on any of those scary rides? And I'm not talking the Ferris wheel, I'm talking those really scary rides. By, not even by themselves, when were they allowed to go on those scary rides? Yeah, yeah. It's very
1: energetic. It's very And some children love it, some children
0: don't. I do remember one of mine
1: coming off the bungee trampolini ride, feeling very nauseous, but I hadn't noticed quite how nauseous and I was chatting to some friends you might have been there I don't know and I just said like lie down on the ground and he did and I kept chatting and shortly afterwards I turned around it was a large group of people had formed a circle around him and they were saying things like is he breathing (laughs) (laughs) and I went oh look no he's fine he's with me now he's I think is he breathing he was yeah yeah so um he's he doesn't love rides that one Yeah, no. No. In fact,
0: now I remember, I I don't think my son ever was interested in in, in the scary rides at all. Yeah, which was great for me. Whereas for me as a child, I just went on all the scary rides. Yeah. So I just assumed that that they were all going to be safe. Whereas now I look at them and go, really? The timing is interesting because on the news in the last couple of days, there was that
1: roller coaster where everyone was hanging upside down from the top for three or four hours. That would put you off them, wouldn't it?
0: Yeah, and particularly if you'd had a Dagwood dog beforehand.
1: <laughs> True.
0: Yeah. Um, and I should say you might hear some ambient noises today of of my um, home kitchen, just to make this uh, kitchen radio show really feel um, like what it is—a uh, radio show out of the kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. Donna, so what was your what was your impressions of the show? Because last year we did a – we actually did a radio show at the show whereas this year we're doing a radio show about the show and we've got a lot of pre-records from some people we came across Mm. particularly at the cooking sections in comparison to the last couple of years what was your impression of this year's show i
1: feel like the show is coming back so while a few of the things that we really look forward to aren't there so for example the dog show very um, sad not to see the dog show i love the dog show there were a lot of other things. It was the, it was an amazingly glorious, perfect Alice Springs day. So that definitely lifted the mood. There were quite a few people there. I think more people than last year. And they just yeah, there was a really happy buzz about the place. I thought.
0: Yeah, I, I thought there were a lot more people, and mm. even though it's sadly that the uh, the, the stake. Was it yeah. before the steak stall by the scouts wasn't there, which is one of my favourite stalls, wasn't yeah. there? But yeah, I would agree that it had a really positive buzz about it and yeah. we actually went to see the wood chopping quite accidentally and I don't ever remember being there during no. wood chopping. My show
1: that I grew up with in the Redlands was the Strawberry Festival but we did always go to the Ecker in Brisbane
0: and the wood chopping was... Right up there with the Holden Precision Driving Team. And we Loved had a bit that. of that Holden <sighs> Precision Driving. I wouldn't have called it Precision Driving. No. There was a Holden versus Ford little race happening yeah. there on the grass. Or as the O'Pel. compare
1: called them, the red car and the blue car.
0: <laughs> and look, I think I, I put
1: my money on the red car. Yes, and it's I think it did better in the end. Yeah. So, yeah, that was it was good to see the wood chopping. I mean, wood chopping such an Australian... Yeah iconic event it's something I'd like to see grow at the show over the years like I think it was more of an exhibition there were two teams and they'd all come together and I'm sure we've got some Alice Springs fellas who would be marvelous I think they brought their own down south softwood
0: yeah I, I didn't it see any mulga. Mulga there, No. no.
1: no. then that, that could have taken a little bit longer yeah
0: but I do think we could put up a team I believe so, particularly with the recent inclement weather we've we've had. I think there's quite a lot of people around Alice Springs that have really honed their um, wood chopping skills. Oh, you're splitting wood. Splitting, splitting wood. Yes. I thought you meant whittling. (laughs) That's another one. I think there's a place for the um, wood whittling as well. Yeah. Now, how about your favourite show food? Like we talked about. Look, I walked in.
1: I did walk in with my husband, and he said, "Shall we get a Dagwood dog?" And it was early, and I said, "No." I said, "I'll wait." And he said, oh, well, I'm getting one now. I said, yeah, no, I'll get one later. And he went up to order it and he said, could I get a Dagwood dog? I said, could you make that too? Because once you see them, they just, yeah, you need one. And it was hot
0: and fresh and she gave put lots of tomato sauce. Oh, heaven. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Well, I had a waffle. In fact, you had a waffle too. And I yeah. was a little bit disappointed. I mean, it was, had all the elements. Yeah. So it was crispy, it was warm, it had lovely fresh cream, but it wasn't oozing with fresh cream as no it could no. have had a bit more cream but it mm. was a
1: nice sort of full stop at the end of the day
0: yeah yeah and in terms of new food we both did try the paella and it was pretty good it was pretty good and i think it was just that time where you needed to sit down and have some comfort food yeah. and isn't it great that there's free tea and coffee at the council stall there as
1: well yes and seats because i do remember again initially when i very <laughs> first went to the show I only had two children at that stage and one was in a pram. So for many years you had a pram, you sat on the ground with the kids but, you know, the hips aren't what they used to be and getting down and back off the ground. So going to the council stall, it was lovely to walk in and be greeted by Michael Little who said, do you have a problem? I, I did initially think he was um, offering me out. Yeah. Yeah, and but well, he was actually asking was there a problem the council could solve.
0: I thought the same thing and I pointed out to him that there was no steak sandwiches. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But he, he did very kindly direct me to the CLP next door if oh, I yeah. was really um, after a steak sandwich. Yeah. What a guy.
1: Yeah. And, like, there were tables and chairs with cloth tablecloths. It was very nice. Red cloth, ta- red check cloth yeah.
0: tablecloths. I was, was very, bit very impressed. pizza hut vibe. It did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. no, yeah. but it was nice. And yeah, they it had was so lovely, actually. Twining's tea. Yeah. Yeah. Very generous of the Alice Springs Council. We're going to talk about the, the cooking competition and we're yeah. also going to talk about the food art. Yes. That's, I think, my oven possibly going in the background, but we'll just keep moving ahead. Now, the first person I talked to, I, in fact, you introduced me to, was uh, one of your students, Dylan. Yes. Dylan. Dylan. Dylan from Gillen. Dylan from Gillen. And he was eyeing off the cupcakes. And I had a little chat to Dylan because I thought maybe he had entered into the uh, cupcake competition. But but no. Anyhow, let's have a listen to what Dylan thought about the uh, cupcake competition. Um, now, what do you think? Which is your favourite of the kids' entries here? Uh,
2: those pancake ones.
0: The Pancake ones? Can you show me them? Oh. They're like, so they're like little cupcakes with little tiny pancakes on the top? Yeah. What do you like about them? Pancakes. (laughs) Uh, Do you think you'll enter next year, Dylan? Yes. What will you enter? Cooking. Could I make a suggestion that this year you have a look at which of the categories there aren't many entries and that means your odds of winning next year would be a lot higher. Could I suggest pikelets? There's only one entry to the pikelets if you look around like somewhere. One pikelet, look, one pikelet entry. So if you could get really good at cooking pikelets, you'd have a good chance of winning next year. Do you like pikelets, Dylan? Yeah. Do you know how to make them? No, but I know how to make an omelette. Well, that's a start. Is this your sister here? Yeah. Did you enter anything in the show in the cooking competition?
1: Do you think that's you guys might enter no.
0: something next year? I think Dylan and I have decided he's going to enter pikelets next year, so he's got a good chance of winning. Good luck with that Dylan.
2: Thank
0: you Donna, do you think I forced Dylan to um, to to enter the Pikelet competition next year? I feel there was an assumption that it was important to Dylan
1: that he win the, it, You weren't working on the assumption that he wanted to enjoy the process possibly like it was about winning and look, I know Dylan, and I do know that he is quite competitive, but you probably weren't too far off the mark yeah, yeah. And if he
0: does win next year, I hope he shares his winnings with you. Or with his sister, maybe. Or or with his sister, yes. (laughs) And I think, yeah, there is a jump you can make between pancakes and pikelets as well. Yes. But what I didn't describe there is that the actual cupcakes that he loved had these tiny little, like, pancakes on Like a pancake stack. It was a pancake stack on top of the actual cupcake. And it was very pretty as well. Yeah. Yeah. And quite creative. Very, very creative. The other category I thought was interesting was the Anzac biscuits. Mm. There were a lot of entries for the Anzac biscuits and Rachel Faowa won that and she's actually been on the radio show a few times before and she's an excellent cook. What do you think it takes to make a good Anzac biscuit, Donna? Well, I don't
1: know and I may have misunderstood that question in our conversation before. But what I'm more curious about is, you're right, some categories pretty light on.
0: Very popular category. What is it, do you think, that makes it such a popular category? I think Anzac biscuits are easy. Uh And I think like some categories, it's not necessarily... Like there's a few things happening, like you've got to have a good recipe for a start and you've got to have good skill as a cook. But I think everybody feels they can make Anzac biscuits. Mm. Whether or not everybody believes they can make good Anzac biscuits is another question altogether. Because there is quite a variation and there's
1: even a variation in what people would agree is a good Anzac biscuit.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so Rachels were all very um, – they were all of the same size and they looked like they were maybe crispy on the outside but soft on the inside. Yeah, and that's what you want. Yeah, and I did notice almost all the entries here year looked like that the judge had actually tasted them, which is so yeah. good to think. And that it was the same judge because it was the
1: same sort of shape bite out of everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I think they snap a bit off. I don't think that you should be worrying about your dental – health when you bite out an Anzac biscuit and that's my biggest complaint with them is when they're so hard. Mm. I wonder if the judge has a cup of tea there in case they are and then she can
0: dunk them. Oh that's a great, maybe we should make that recommendation. That will be on our list of recommendations. Yes, yes. Yeah. The other category I thought was interesting to look at was the sponge cakes. Yes. And I saw that Marley Banks had won that. Mm. Marley Banks who's in fact a counsellor. See love. you're
1: drawn to the sponge cakes but to me, a sponge cake with jam but no
0: cream is just... I mean, it's sadness. Yeah, but of yeah. course you can't have cream in no. any of the categories because they've got to last for a mm. couple of days and that's... Maybe you just meant to imagine the cream. Yeah, it's something to think about Like, because I think mm. some of those items might have been really looked a lot better when they were first brought in and then yeah. over the last couple of days that sort of um, the aesthetic has deteriorated a little bit. Yes. Donna, a couple of weeks back or maybe a couple of months back I had um, a wonderful cook on the show called Tim Tomitis and he makes cakes. He's a wonderful cake baker and he actually entered uh, one of the competitions. In fact, the cupcake, maybe it was the Senior Cupcake, competition and his
1: description when he explained to us what he'd made yes i
0: think i learnt more
1: about cake making in that short time i did i didn't even understand all the
0: technical terms he was using (laughs) he's extraordinary he is extraordinary well let's have a listen to um what tim had to say about his cupcake entry tim i understand you've entered something
3: yeah i did enter something in the show can we go and have a look we can we can definitely go and have a look to, into cupcakes into this year's show. And
0: oh my god! Yeah. You got third. Congratulations, Tim. Did, were you expecting a third?
3: I don't. I don't think I was expecting anything. But um, it's quite exciting to get a little third place.
0: And there's a little bit of stiff competition there. Looking at the first place and the uh, second place winners as well.
3: Yeah, it's definitely. I feel like decoration and, and eye-catching design has been really uh, the the factor that has on those those cupcakes the win so it's definitely something to know for next time add up you know, improve the visual <laughs> appeal of my cupcakes can,
1: can Tim tell us a bit about the flavours
3: would love to so my cupcake is a uh, vanilla bean cupcake and I used a Japanese baking method so like tempering eggs like hot butter and milk to make the batter and it creates a cupcake that has like a shelf life outside the fridge for about four or five days because what I wanted considering it was going to sit here for, you know, about that time. Um, it's a uh, salted caramel vanilla bean frosting, the butterscotch drizzle, uh, and there's also like a, a little uh, butterscotch sauce centre in them as well. And then I've just made a um, candy shard, which was just literally sugar sugar and water, and bringing it to like a, a candy temperature point, uh, letting it set, cracking it, and then just putting it in. <laughs>
0: Can I just say, Tim, I don't think the judges would have realized that you'd gone to that much effort <laughs> with that cupcake. It's not that it doesn't look beautiful, but I just don't think they were aware of that. I think you needed to write that story when you entered the competition.
3: Yeah, maybe not, but like you can't they don't accept any sort of like descriptor of your of your product. You just gotta give it on a plate and hope for the best. But I'm pretty happy with third. I <laughs> can't complain. Congratulations. Um
0: what are you gonna enter next year?
3: Oh could could like go up to like a, a full Maybe decorative cake. I wouldn't mind entering cupcakes again sort of now knowing what the, what the lay of the land is um, and maybe uh, skilling up on my icing decoration from now until next year. <laughs> There's a lot
0: of competition there. Well, congratulations, Tim.
3: <laughs> Thank you, Rita. Thank you.
1: Can I say something? I think that they looked the most appetising of all of them.
3: I mean, they were pretty good. I, I won't lie. I quite enjoyed a few of them myself.
0: Yeah, can I say, do you have any on you that we could just taste right now? Because after that description, I'm just feeling like I I want to break in there and eat
3: them. Look, I have one left in my house, in a container. None of my housemates have gotten to that yet. Um, But I mean, you know, there's nothing stopping you just breaking that window. um, But I mean, I I think I do have to collect this plate at some stage tomorrow, today. So if it's still there, it's all yours.
0: Thanks, Tim. (laughs) You know, Donna, I thought Tim was going to offer me that last one left in this fridge at home. Yeah. Did you think that too? I did think that. I thought he was going to drop it around. I thought he was too, but no.
1: (laughs) No, just the ones that have been sitting in the glass case. And he did say they had an extended shelf life, but there's a lot of trust involved in that statement.
0: I know, yeah. And Mm. I think the judges eat, eat it pretty quickly, so I don't think the judge would have appreciated that it had an extended shelf life. That is true. But one of the things he did make a good point of, which was like hanging around there when everybody comes to pick up their their plates that could be an opportunity to actually get to taste everything as well if you if you're prepared to taste something that's been sitting on the shelves for Mm. about three or four days what do you think Donna?
1: i had a conversation at one point today with glenn marshall who made what i thought was a fabulous suggestion and he said after a certain time so perhaps on the friday at about 10 o'clock maybe 11 They start selling all of those lovely cakes that people have made because he he pointed out, I think very fairly, that it's quite a waste of food. People make those beautiful cakes and by the time they get them back they probably aren't as edible or definitely not as nice.
0: How about you could take a photo of the cakes yeah, and then have at least one slice left so people could see, knowing full well that it's two or three days old as well. And the show has been
1: struggling a little bit with fundraising. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: That's a great idea. We've got so many suggestions for the we show do. society. I hope they're listening to the, this and they uh, can take them on board. I suspect what they'll say
1: is, Rita, have you considered joining the committee? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Were there any other cakes there that, that made you feel like, you know, breaking through that glass and just Not eating Not so them? much the cake,
1: but I did think I would really like to take home the produce display from Mount Riddick Station.
0: Oh, my gosh, that was so amazing, wasn't it? It was beautiful. I took
1: a photo of it and yeah. it looked like it was in... A really fancy upmarket deli in like a nice country town somewhere. it's
0: incredible like there was cheese there was eggs there was milk and there was caramel pre- sauce there and was preserves. chocolate
1: sauce yeah figs like dried figs yeah it was yeah. pretty
0: amazing and we got to speak to helen who lives out at mount riddick station so we might have a listen to what helen had to say about that um that amazing entry and in fact some of her entries as well I think my biggest learning,
1: and this will come through in her speaking, is they have dairy cows out there. Yeah, they do. I did not know that we had any um, operating... I know that it's not necessarily on a commercial level, but enough to make their own milk and cheese out there.
0: Rebecca, who makes all the milk and cheese out there, is a very prolific cheesemaker. Helen, have you entered anything this year in the show?
2: Okay, I entered three things into the cooking section and preserves. A few more in the preserves. And I've had quite a few entries in the um, agriculture and I did a team effort for Mount Riddick Station and I have found out I've got Grand Champion for oh, the display.
0: Fantastic. Is this like a vegetable <laughs> display?
2: So there's milk and cheese and you know, th- preserves we've made and um, just sort of put them all together and just on boxes. So really, I was really surprised. I went away and came back and I saw that.
0: Congratulations. What did you enter into the cooking
2: I did a butter cake, cornflake biscuits, Anzac, lemon butter, chocolate sauce, caramel sauce. Yeah. I got third for the butter cake, but my chocolate cake wasn't that good. Do you enter the cooking competition every year? Every year, yeah, I enter it every year. But I was very ambitious, and I didn't get all the things that I thought I was going to make. Anyway, next year. Always next year.
0: That's quite a lot. Well, congratulations. Thanks so much, Helen. Donna, Helen raised a really good point, didn't she? She did. She
1: um, overstretched herself. And the point in the end is do I try eight cakes and none of them are great or do I do one magnificent cake? So she, I think she felt like she had made the wrong decision, but, you know, what's what's right? What's the right thing to do? I
0: don't know. I mean, I personally think it's better to perfect one thing. Yeah. But then you might literally put all your eggs in one basket. And literally, and she did. She put all had her all her eggs. Yeah, all those eggs in one basket. For them, the produce, a yes. beautiful uh, Mount Riddick display. But, you know, back to
1: Tim, he put all of that effort into his cakes, but without a selection criteria or a success criteria yes. that showed him exactly what he was aiming for. The pretty marzipan... Food coloring
0: was a little one yeah. over his incredible. Yeah. Uh, so I think
1: a middle ground is the way to go. Like yeah. if you enjoy the process, maybe pick two, three, yeah, maybe four things you really like.
0: And what do you think? My strategy for that I suggested to Dylan, which was like, look at where there aren't a lot of entries this year. Yeah, it depends what you're motivated by. <laughs> yeah, so if you're motivated
1: by everybody, like if you're like me, needy, and you want. If, like, if I put in a really pretty cake, which is what I would want to do, I would stand next to it, and whenever somebody came past that I knew, I'd say I made that, and they of course would feel obliged to say it's beautiful. And that, like I would, as the show weekend went on, I would just feel happier and happier. Assuming that you won for that beautiful pretty cake, I wouldn't even mind if I didn't so long as I was getting the compliments. <laughs> but no one's going to say that about a pikelet, are they? They're going to say, mm, "Yeah, true, nice shade of brown." Or the Anzac biscuit, for that matter. Yeah. Yeah. They might say, it looks crunchy, is
0: it? Yeah. And that's not really enough. So, you you want to go for that wow factor? Yeah. 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 So, a couple of years ago, I worked out that the confectionery section was pretty much underrepresented. So, I you know, aimed for that category and I um, won two years in a row with... Um, I made uh, Turkish Delight, Lukamata one year. And then, and then I made um, Nougat another year. Mm. And look, it was fine at first. Everybody was like, oh, wow, it, that's great. I put it up on Facebook. But then it started to melt. In fact, the Nougat did. Yeah. And then I was like almost embarrassed that I had won this against very limited competition. Yeah. And so I, I haven't actually entered since then. Because I think mm. – I also think it's better to, you know, you can either just go for the win – yeah,
1: and I don't know if Australians
0: at, in general uh,
1: appreciate Turkish delight and nougat as much as we do. Yep. I mean, I've had your nougat. Yeah. Delicious. In fact, one of my sons I think asked that you make him a nougat birthday cake one year. I'm sure, I'm not up 100% sure that they are whereas a chocolate cake. Yeah. If you make a really good-looking chocolate cake, all the blokes are going to stop.
0: But it is very Australian, isn't it, to want to have a win, like talking about the cricket this week, you know, not that I'm a a cricket um, player but we've had a couple of discussions in this household about what's more important, the way you play the game, which is it the way you make your cake or is it just the win? Yeah, but the win of the show can be complex
1: because if you make a really good nougat but it's the only nougat. Exactly,
0: is that really a win? Like I you don't bring think the certificate. So. I home. agree, yeah. So I feel bad about that advice I gave to Dylan, which I should have said, look where there's heaps of competition and, and see if best. you can do better. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll yep. let him know. Yep. Well, we actually have a little bit of insight over the judging process this right. year as well. And I was able to talk to Erica who's the show steward and she's the person who knows who the judge is. But mm. not that she told me. Hello, Erica. Thanks so much for chatting with me. Hi, how are you? I'm good. Can you tell me about the entries this year, whether or not entries were high or low?
4: Entries for this year in the cooking section were high across all standards, um, the juniors through to the seniors. And were there some categories that were more popular than others? We've had bread making up, dampers down, um, chocolate cakes up and Anzac cookies.
0: Anzac cookies were up, weren't they?
4: Definitely, yes. And that was sponsored by the Kingsman
0: family in honour of Sid, who died last year. Okay, and being sponsored means they sponsor the award? They sponsor the rosette. Um, Yeah, I did notice there were only two entries in the damper. What do you think the reasons for that might be? Not sure. Maybe we'll have to sell it a bit more or and see what we can do maybe
4: hit some of the politicians that used to put dampers in and get them back on board. Did you have any new categories this year? Yes picnic baskets but again we had five people enter but they ran out of time and there was only ended up being one but it's, it's an example. That's what we're going to do. And we're going to keep that category in and see what happens. And what about
0: the challenge? Was there a challenge this year? There was a date
4: and walnut challenge. It's just on the sideboard here. Very popular. And that's where um, everybody has to use the same recipe? We bake it. We get someone to make it. We taste it. Everybody, there's quite a few of us that taste it, and including the judge. And, then when, and that's done weeks beforehand. And then... He knows what he's looking for when he tastes every one of them.
0: Okay. Now, you've given me a few clues there. So, um, can we have a little chat about the judge or judges? So, it's a fella. Are you ever able to say who it is? No. So, it's a secret. Are they local or interstate?
4: Uh, we've been very fortunate this year we've got a, had a local judge. We do split it up. Um, The juniors are judged by one person and the other section is judged by, this year, a local. We're hoping next year we may have an international judge. That all depends on his availability.
0: It is a he. And did the judge have any overall comments to make?
4: He is just... His basic words was, he was amazed. He said, there's so many talented cooks in here, in Alice, and basically everybody's a winner. You didn't need to get a first, second or third everybody's a winner because they entered they took the time out to support the show
0: that's fantastic thank you so much erica very welcome i hope you enjoy the show donna one of the questions i really wished i'd asked erica was what does it take to be a judge i know i was
1: wondering myself i and i really would like to know who this fellow was but i had a question yeah so you're quite famous now you run oh, a, absolutely so run famous. A, a, a kitchen show if next year that judge were unavailable and you were offered the position, how would you feel about that?
0: I would grab it with both hands. Ooh. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because I can see there'd be some real ups. Do you have to taste everything? Yeah, I think you have to taste everything. And The, the I edible think,
1: necklaces?
0: No, I don't think you have to taste the edible necklaces. And I don't think you have to taste the food art either. Oh, well, that is a good thing. Yeah.
1: But I think the upside is when it's really nice, that's great. You're getting to eat good food. You might get a little bit full. And when there's a competition like... The date and walnut life. I love a date and walnut life, but I I don't know how objectively I could judge fifteen of them.
0: I would love to do it though. Yeah. Yeah.
1: There's a challenge there, isn't there? Well, if they're listening, is it true you probably didn't want to be on the committee? I'm not sure. I just. But you won't. might be available for the yeah, judging. Possibly for they the need judging. Yes, yeah, possibly for the judging. Yes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And would you say things like everyone's a winner?
0: Oh, I know that's what I should say, but I yeah. probably wouldn't because at the end of the day, there is only one winner. There really is only one. Yeah. Winner. Yeah. I mean, I think it's great that everyone contributes. Yes, it is. Look, Donna, you introduced me to someone and I was just so, so pleased at this introduction and that's um, Natalie Ross. Yes, and we looked at the damper last year and I do recall
1: a suggestion which wasn't taken up, but as it turns out, damper has been a bit on the downturn and I do think that a live damper making exhibition where people who are contributing come along and make the damper and people can watch and learn and taste and perhaps vote maybe what they need for the upswing but i, I did absolutely i did hear you having a chat to natalie and man
0: passionate cook. absolutely and it was so exciting to actually be able to start talking to natalie before she realized whether or not she had actually won the competition so let's have a listen to um me chatting with natalie Natalina, you haven't seen if you've won yet. What are your no. expectations?
5: Um, I don't know. I think just having giving it a go, really. I just love that, being a part of the show and giving it a go.
0: Are you yeah. a regular damper maker?
5: Oh, I did. There you go. I've got, a, oh, I've got the damper challenge. Heck, exciting. Congratulations. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow, that's absolutely boosted me. And how do I go with my scone? Sorry, I've got... No, I think, oh gosh, I don't know which ones they were. There's so many plates. But that's good. It's, I'm, I'm glad there's so many entries. That's thanks. thing.
0: For it's scones, great. not so much for damper though. Yeah. No,
5: for damper, I'm a winner. <laughs> I've enjoyed it. I've been doing it for years.
0: What, damper or the show? Uh, damper,
5: scones, um, making different cakes, different crafts. I just encourage everyone to do it. I mean, that's what our little show's about, isn't it? It's getting in and doing all this stuff and displaying your work. What's your secret with damper? My damper is just a traditional damper. It's it's uh, the flour, water, and salt, and it's the way you uh, knead it. I figure, and you mix it, and the how you cook yeah, it. Yeah. So Did you
0: cook it on um in an oven or on an open fire? In an oven.
5: In an oven. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so I just do my shaping, and I put it in an oven. So yeah.
0: Congratulations, Natalie. <laughs> <Dameline>.
5: That's
3: <laughs> great.
0: Just the joy. She
1: is such a supporter of the show, isn't she? Yeah, and I feel like if going into next year, they are trying to boost participation in show entries, they should take a grab from that interview because it was pure joy. And something that Nataline told us later that was, you know, just showed what a great supporter was, that she has at times donated money as prizes for the show. Like she's she supports them. There's a word there that I'm not thinking of. But she really, really believes in it the show as a community event
0: yeah, as an advocate i think she's yeah. absolutely an advocate for the show yeah yeah, yeah yeah and i think your idea of actually having a, a live damper competition mm. would be a really would make it very very interesting as well because i've recently seen damper being made on a, on a bush trip i did and it was being made on an open fire mm. on actually hot sand and with yeah. coals on the top and i was just so impressed it was so amazing to eat and there were a few other things she was
1: mentioning, like puffed loons and Johnny cakes and those kind of things. So, it wouldn't just
0: need to be a single damper as a one food. No, it could be like just like white flour, yeah. water, and salt. How much can you do with this? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I think that's about it for the cooking competition, but we also went over to the food art, which I think you're a little bit more of a fan of than I am. You and I actually chatted about it while we um, looked at them. Well, let's have a listen to that first, and then we can... Follow it up. Yeah. We're in the horticulture section.
1: Horticulture, yes. So there's a category which is to create an animal, bird or insect, from fresh fruit, vegetables or seed pods. And I'm quite taken with the second prize. So I would say minimalist because all they've done is got a few baby potatoes. I don't think they were required to grow them. And they've cut them in half and done a kind of a hassleback effect, is that what it's called? And then curled them around to make little ticks.
0: Do you think they're ticks? I think they're so beautiful, can I just say? I mean, this is almost my favourite entry in the show this year. As they've dried out, they've got to look more and more like the little ticks that they're purporting to be. Because a lot of the things look less and less appealing as time goes by. I notice the clutch of weeds this year isn't apolitical. It's just a clutch of weeds. And I do think it looks like buffle to me. It looks quite political to me. We'll just describe it. It's got two hands holding a clutch of buffle, I would think. Almost praying hands hands praying they're thankful for the buffalo that's helped all the cattle industry in central Australia I suppose we're in the uh, junior horticulture section where there's lots of um, messing around with food as far as I can see oh look there's some creativity it's a pineapple and on top of the pineapple like there's two lemons and then there's a lemon that's been separated to look like little wings and then there's little bugs and it's it's pretty cute I think I think it's pretty cute
1: I also didn't mind the two
0: little kiwi pigs. Your favourite here, Donna? Oh, look, I do like the little bird with the cherry eyes. We both love the bird with the cherry eyes, but I'm going to give my um, first choice to the um, the little kiwi fruit piggies. Yeah. Donna, any thoughts about the food art? Yep. So I
1: think about some of those, and there were probably up to $30 worth of fruit in some of them but we know in Australia today tons and tons of fruit are thrown out. So rather than having families who can afford to go and buy $30 worth of fruit to give to their children to chop and do things with perhaps the supermarkets could donate some fruit that was on the turn and children could come in and sit and someone could help them with the sharp knives if they weren't too used to it. And they could create their own things there so that all of the children, not just those children with families who can support that type of hobby, could become involved. There's my thought for that one.
0: Yeah. Nothing if not an ideas woman. Yeah, I don't think I can add anything to the, the food art, but I think yours is a, is a wonderful suggestion for next year. So um, yeah. the Show Society, look, so you, you can contact me and Donna and I are really happy to sit down with you. <laughs> documento- Rework <laughs> a few things. Recommendations. But I do want to thank the Show Society and everyone because it's great to have a, a local Alice Springs show and it is really one of my favourite events of the year because everybody enjoys the show. You know, you've got people from cattle stations coming in, you've got everybody from communities yeah. and you've got um, all your Alice Springs Locals, so it really oh, yeah. is a place where everybody, it's a happy ha- place. yeah, has a has a great time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Sideshow ali alley was looking was feeling pretty um, energized. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, but still, it was still it was a good energy, I think, as yeah. well. Thoughts for next year, Donna? Bring back the dogs. Yeah, absolutely, and bring yeah. back the steak sandwiches. I say. Yeah, keep um, grow the wood chopping.
1: Yeah, 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 and um, I think I. A bit of my um, competitive spirit may have been sparked. I might be entering a few cakes.
0: Wow. Yeah. You know, I suddenly remembered I had actually last planned to do the lemon butter. And mm. um, it was the year the show was cancelled because of COVID. Yeah. And I don't think I ever quite built up to it again. Yeah. Yeah. And But the lemon butter is a very competitive one. So I think I might just bite the bullet and rather than go for the easy win. Not pikelets? Not pikelets, no. Pikelets with lemon butter? No, no, no. Hey, I did see someone with those strawberry pancakes from that strawberry pancake stall, and they looked really good. They did look good. I um, satisfied myself with the chocolate mousse from there. Oh, delicious! wow. Well, that's about it for Kitchen Radio. Thank you, Donna O'Brien, so much for joining me yet again. It's great to have you here to talk about some of these great public events in Alice Springs.
1: No worries. It's been a pleasure.
0: If you're listening to this tomorrow, the show is still on till I think Saturday afternoon, but we're going to go out with uh, the end of a show song, which is "The Carnival is Over by The Seekers. Thank you for listening and tune in next fortnight for another great episode of Kitchen Radio.